Welcome back to the J-Rod Sports Pod. Today, Ollie and I are going to be looking at which teams we think are going to cope well with the shortened season of the MLB alongside our special guest host, Jamie Copus. So let's jump straight back into the conversation that Ollie and I had with Jamie about the MLB season coming up and who we think is going to be looking hot coming out of the gates. So let's start to look at what's all the nitty gritty like who who we think is going to do well. I think the first thing to say is this 60 game season is going to be completely different to anything like and we're 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 making we're we're sort of talking about this assuming that it all goes off fine without a hitch and there aren't any Rob Manfred's not saying well you don't get to play 10 games because of a competitive advantage. Assuming everything happens sort of as planned. I mean last year the 60 game 60 after 60 games it looked very, the whole landscape of baseball looked very different to how it did at the end of the season. Jamie, what do you like? How different do you think this is going to be? Um, I, I've got to say, I think there's a pretty strong argument that it's it's not going to throw everything upside down, but I think it will definitely create a bit of a different dynamic that uh, through the season because it's not it's now not a marathon. It's basically a who can get hot the fastest sprint. And I think teams with a deep pitching rotation and depth in the bullpen are probably going to have the best chance of succeeding. Uh, as basically having a good bullpen will help you share the load of the starting pitchers, especially as they're not having much time to be able to get ready for how specialist a role they play as it is. Um, and, you know, if, if you've got bridge guys that can, you know, bridge relievers that can basically bridge gap from the starters into the closers, like, you just you've got to have a well-rounded arsenal. Otherwise, you're going to get into the later games in each series, and when you have worse matchups, you're going to pay for it. And I think you're going to pay for it quicker because guys have not been able to have the endurance. Do you think that they're going to essentially say to the starters like, "You're going to have to almost, I mean, not quite play the same amount of games that you would in a full season, but you're just going to have to suck it up and recover quicker because we don't have we don't have the chance for you to not pitch for four days." we have to have you pitching probably every other day. 100%. You're going to have your prize pony out there every time that you can. Because it's going to be like win now. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see if some teams, if they start slow and they have like, I don't know, an 0 6 start, if they go, okay, screw it. We're going to, we're, now we're going to tank. But I, I don't, I think there's going to be a lot less tanking this because everyone's like, hang on here. We can, you know, there's a, what, 33% chance of getting into the playoffs on 60 games. Let's, you know, if we just get into get on a roll... We can we can get in when when we wouldn't necessarily so let's let's go for it. I think it might actually be kind of refreshing in a way. Yeah, so. I think and also go on. Also with like the shorter season and the fact that everyone's been so starved of sports and we've all just been thinking about it for so long. Yeah. It's one. Of, I mean, we, we exactly the same as we spoke about in the NBA. Less so in the NFL because we haven't missed out on much. But everyone's going to be watching, like even people like. And whilst we say that baseball is struggling to maintain its fans at the moment, like punters are going to be watching because they're going to be like oh my god there's sport on at the moment and so you are going to see teams being like we want to put our best foot forward and we don't want to be seen to be losing especially in a year that undoubtedly will be remembered you know forever 
The Nationals wouldn't have made the playoffs though last year, would they? No, they they were on a negative record. I think it was twenty seven and uh, yeah, twenty seven and thirty three. I think uh, I saw a, there was an article saying, oh yeah, some of the worst teams of recent years that would have made the playoffs on this basis, the Orioles in twenty seventeen. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, oh, the Orioles, <laughs> <laughs> the world's losingest team. No, no, uh, they um they were they actually had a positive record. They would have snuck into the playoffs. I think in a wild card slot in a 60 game format with their record in 2017 and they ended up with like 60 wins really uh, yeah it was all a 60 and 100 or something it was awful and it so it just shows that if you're just kind of you're hitting a hot streak because baseball is so formy and so streaky that you can end up in a really strong position when you wouldn't expect it i mean like last year especially with the way that the Cubs have been going from you know from my our perspective. Obviously, twenty sixteen we were one hundred and two wins. Then to twenty seventeen we were 90, 98 wins. Then twenty uh, twenty eighteen we were ninety seven. Sorry, sorry, ninety five wins. And then we did the but everything kind of kept falling falling away at the end of the season, which is basically the issue that the Cubs have been having over the last couple of years. It's like we've started so strongly and then the it's just the, everything's just kind of fallen apart in the last 30 games of the season and i watched that last season so we went over to chicago for the week watched seven games straight it's great but they they just went on this we, we were still in a position to go to the playoffs and then in the last 20 games of the season they lost like 12 in a row just because of this fluke streaky scenario where it just stuff didn't happen and so it, it does show that it's going to be a very, very different picture because I thought the Cubs were running away with it. I think they actually had, like, they won. Uh, they were the winningest, they were the hot team in baseball at that start, at the start of last season. They, you know, they won 14 games out of out of 20, I think. And so, yeah, and that's why they were riding high at the top of National League. So I think uh, I think it's going to be very interesting to see what happens this year. So I think, Yeah, I think it's so hard to predict. Mm. I mean, it also, I think the big thing that changes for me is that they didn't approve of the expanded playoff format. So there were talks and suggestions of taking it to 16, 16 teams. Yeah. And I think if you had 16 teams, you'd have teams in like wildcard spots that potentially had losing records that still got in. Mm. Whereas actually now, you're still looking at like top 10 best teams and that's it. And so actually that's the point where, you know... if. If you if you win four games out of your first twenty, which for some teams is realistic, depending on if you just can't get going, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if they just go right. Well, we'll just play minor league players for the rest of the year and just you know, like you say, just experiment and first see if yeah, they can unlock some like, talent. Give players batting experience and time against you know top baseball like pitchers that they wouldn't unless get like in any other scenario and I think that's what it is and I think then we're going to see baseball players under more pressure than they ever have been to win like that first game is it's not opening day anymore where all the formalities go ahead and everyone likes it and it's all it's nice baseball's so, back get, get, the, get the W it's oh, yeah. right we need to win and I think that that's a nice you know we've seen teams like towards I think like for me the Indians always slow starters by the end of the year they're, they're like you said they're one of the top teams in baseball because they have to win in order to make the playoffs they can't afford to start slowly now because you I don't have the time to make it because of this yeah you don't have the time to make it up so actually you have to look at players teams like that that will struggle I, mean, I, the, the, yeah. I think in general I think what we're going to see though is we're going to see low scoring games at the start of the season because the guys haven't had it's gonna be rusty. at bats yeah. Whereas it's easier to sort of pitch 
to a box essentially. Yeah, you can still throw heat, but you can't you can't react to heat yeah. as, as easily. In and then th- uh, through the end of the season, hopefully, we'll see you know some of the batters ramping up and and hitting big you know big innings and lots of home runs and stuff like that. Do you think that then opens the doors for those teams that typically in the year wouldn't really be relevant? Like, yeah, a, a, any team can get hot. Oh you yeah, know, like baseball. Like there are top top players in baseball, even on bad teams. Mike Trout. <laughs> exactly. Like, can like a bad team, like win forty games out of sixty, and like you know realistically, or at least aim for that forty win mark, and somehow sneak their way in, and then you're like, right, well it's postseason baseball, which is completely down to streaks, you know. Yeah, I think I think it's it it's gonna be. This this shorter season, and I I I think baseball will probably return to its long marathon style schedule, but it will be a really interesting sort of case study. As okay, well, what can baseball make itself? Yeah. If they if they go down the route and get newer people in charge who are more likely to think outside the box and go, okay, if we shorten the season, we're relevant for a shorter period of time, but we might be more relevant than we are over the long period of time. I think like the hard thing is with that is like you said with cricket, they've managed to have their test cricket and their two still both. They yeah, can yeah. do both. If you get rid of you one You can't thing. do both in baseball. Because you it is traditional. Yeah. You know, it is yeah, exactly. America's favourite pastime. Like it is like it's it is old and it is there is nice that it's always kind of been running that kind of format and so I, I but I appreciate the fact that there are games where it just kind of becomes a bit of a alright this is the way it's going to be this season okay hey ho and it just feels like you're going through the motions a bit and there might be a bit of a middle ground exactly so looking forward Jamie three teams that other than your glorious <laughs> that you actually are looking towards and going okay realistically they're deep enough um, they'll benefit if maybe from this designated hitter rule they're like strong enough throughout that starting nine to go and hit well who are, you, who are we really looking out for if some people maybe haven't listened to baseball as much before and uh, want to pick a team that they think might go all the way I mean apart from the Cubs <laughs> um, I reckon the Mets They've got a strong pitching outfit. They always yeah. have the Mets in the National League. The Mets will be good. The Dodgers will be up there. They always are, they always especially are. and they've now got Mookie Betts from uh, from the Red Sox. Um, and I would say, honestly, um, the Reds are going to be pretty good in the in NL Central with us because they've just so Nick Castellanos who we got as our second baseman from the Tigers last year for the second half. He was an epic. He basically hit a double or a home run every game I was there last year. And, and yeah, it was, it was unbelievable. And we really wanted to sign him, but it just didn't work out financially with the roster, etc. Yeah. Uh, and they've made tons of uh, really good additions. I think also one of our uh, closers, Pedro Strope, has now gone there, and uh, Mike Moustakis. Um, they they will I think it's going to be between us and them for NL Central especially with, and it's going to be but they're a new team so chemistry wise especially with all social distancing not being able to kind of have a, as much of a training flow as there is but usually what's going to happen so I think that but they're a bit of a, a wild card pun intended but you said I mean so earlier you were like they might be a team that will struggle because they usually build through the season and start winning towards the end do you think that the fact that in some ways that you they have to just get hot straight off the bat that might bring a team together quicker because well, it's it's yeah. it's that situation where 
you know, we don't have the time to go, okay, this is no pressure. We just want to start building the right culture. It's like, no, 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 you have, well, you have to do what we are paying you a lot less than what we thought we were going to pay you <laughs> to do. Yeah, you're going to find out whether those teams are process teams or whether they are teams full of players who, when they want to get hot, they can get hot. You know, like we will watch the Last Dance documentary, like MJ could turn it on and turn it off and he never turned it off, you know? Can, are there players? And I think that's where like teams like the Dodgers who have such a, huge amount Cody of Bellinger. talent exactly right, yeah. in that like uh, clubhouse they're players that you would back 95% of the time to do something if they had to do it and I think that's where you'll look at some teams to go down that experience direction rather than the, the youth and the excitement kind of direction also the other thing is that you don't I mean there is obviously going to still be talk about load management but because it's a 60 game season there's going to be less of that. Does that that we think that favors the older sort of more veteran heavy teams because not like in the NBA like we talked about like it's important to have those steady heads who have been through ups and downs and who can lead the young guys and say look this is how we want to be playing baseball this is the atmosphere that we want to create. But then also you've got the fact that they're not having to play as many games so they're not going to be you know struggling with injuries as much they're going to be the pitches. And that's going to be interesting. Vet pitchers, what's going to happen? Because are they going to basically do like a half rotation where they play two starters in one game for like for like three game streaks? Because you know there is a theory that if you put your stronger guys in, you know, like in both in the game to guarantee a win. So like you know, say cups in the playoffs with John Lester, he came in as a relief uh, in game six, I think it was, and it, it it's an effective strategy. But if guys need to rest up for their next starting performance, then then how do you go with that? So that's I think. Vets are very good from that, exactly you say, that maturity to be able to handle, especially as this is such a mentally, uh, it's, it's going to be a very mentally tricky season to handle. Uh, experience might well come out in that. And the Yankees will be there. They always are. Yeah. But they haven't won. You know, they've, got, they've, they've gone to the playoffs a lot, but they haven't won recently. So, uh, But they spent big in the offseason. Yes, they did. Yeah. <sighs> they still got a role as Chapman, who I believe is the best closure in the game. Uh, he was with us in 2016, and and yeah. they've taken Garrett Cole. And they've got Garrett Cole. I mean, <laughs> who's on the sec- Who is on the second biggest paycheck in the in the MLB? It's obscene. I think there are there is a long list of things that I would do anything for to have that contract. <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. like nine years and receive that much money is is obscene. Yeah, I mean, but uh, honestly, he's utterly phenomenal. I mean, I, like. But the thing is, is he short term? He, short term, I think he's worth it. But in four years' time, yeah, it's like <laughs> interesting. Something Robbie said earlier: Alan Pardew's eight-year Newcastle uh, contract that he signed ends yesterday, <laughs> and and you know that, that's just huge. I like how you see how you, that went. Yeah, <laughs> commit to something financially that long is is such a risk. The only positive is is that it's the Yankees. So are they ever going to be strapped for cash? No. Probably not. No. So that's okay. And someone will probably want to take his contract on one day. The one thing that I want to stress as well is that we're going to figure out the cultures of a lot of these MLB teams. Like first day of spring training or summer training, whatever it is, like what's the attitude there? Is it ah, just ease yourself into it? Let's go. Or is it actually like, okay, like you have got to be on it now. Like, we need to get ourselves moving early so that that first game of the season isn't a builder, like you said. Hit the ground running. Yeah, you're not taking ten games, and I think that that's where 
those experienced guys will, will start to come in, especially for me. And I think the big thing as well, like Jamie said about pitchers, relievers I think are going to be even more important than, they, it, than, yeah, they, than they ever have been before. You know, you've got strong starting five pitching rotations, and that's great. But actually, you know, how deep does that pitching group go? And you know, teams like the Yankees or the Dodgers who have big farming systems when teams no doubt at some point start to get rid of some salaries this year given how financially hard the year is going to be it's going to be very interesting as to if they can poach some of those ones that can help their their bullpens i think again it's going to be a sort of i don't think it's going to be a split down the middle but i think it's going to be definitely a split in the in the league of how to deal with this shortened season and it's going to be okay well are we going to start whacking our fourth starter and as a reliever now and and start trying to just win games like that or do we go rest them for the full five you know rest rest them for a five five days or something and then just make sure that when you do start you really really pitch well and you know you can't have an off day or do you yeah do you go the other way of just four-man rotation like you said with us the cubs like so tyler chatwood who's basically going to come into our fifth slot since uh, cole hamels is gone he's on and off and it's going to be one of those like we've got four great pitchers like we've got Kyle Hendricks uh, John Lester uh, Hugh Darvish was amazing in the games that uh, I watched last year his second half of the season was unbelievable Um, but the depth thing now what happens there so it's like actually doing this because it's a short season does that actually necessarily affect you know like can we actually can we run a slight shortened rotation and then add Tyler Chatwood into the you know relief. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah. We, sp- we spoke about rules, and one thing that I wanted to add that I, I didn't mention earlier, pitchers will be required to either face a minimum of three batters or pitch to the end of that half inning. So you can't just bring one guy in to just get rid of like one guy at the start and then bring another one in to get rid of an- another. It's If you're in for that inning... Or if you've been brought in, then you have to finish that off. So, you know, in the past, that's that's been huge. Can you just bring in one guy? Like, just get him out, and then we'll bring someone else in and just finish it off. Well, that's not the case anymore. So I think they are starting to they expect some of these tricky games that probably teams were quite excited to do, and actually that will be limited because you can't take the mic it's basically saying that pitcher you've got to be on your game or you're going to give away six runs exactly because yeah. yeah, then we get games done but that's what the MLB wants yeah. is they want and that's why 100% why they put that rule in because they want they want the batters to have a favourable matchup and then to be able to absolutely heave on it hit it out of the stadium hopefully to some fans that are walking down the street <laughs> and, then, and then like that that'll be interesting for them I do have one more team that I want you to talk about Jamie and it is the White Sox oh yeah I, uh, how do you think they're? How do you think they're shaping up? Because they're a team that has got stronger. They they a hundred percent. Last year they were what ten was it ten wins higher than they were the previous season. It was actually like hang on the Sox are okay here because you know we also watched 05 when they won and like you know I've got a, they're not my team but because it's Chicago I've got a soft spot for them um, and they have. Yeah, they've been they've brought some power to the South Side. Like they got Eloy Jimenez, Tim Anderson, Yasmani Grandal, uh, uh, Juan Moncada, and Jose Abreu. Like they've got a good team, but it's new, so that it's one of those, it isn't polished. So what's going to happen? Is I think it's going to be like the Reds. I think mean, they're 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 my two kind of dark horses to actually 
see if they make a deep push because uh, no, they're a good team. I, I think they could have a serious shot at doing pretty well this coming year. And I think that that's where like you have players like that. You're gonna rely on individuals a whole lot more than you ever would have like an entire team. Like okay, like specific areas like we've spoken about pitchers and you know your batting depth. But actually, if you have someone you know like. Chris Bryan or um, Bryce Harper, <laughs> yeah, you know, someone like that who actually you can turn around and go, right, you can get hot and you can get very hot carriers, you know, and teams like that will be interesting. So I think I think what we're basically saying is as much as wait and see, as much as as, <laughs> as, as much as Rob Manfred and Major League Baseball has tried to make us not want to watch baseball, we will. We really, really, really want to watch baseball, and we're very, very excited about it coming back on July the twenty third. So until then, we will have some coverage of sort of team training camps, and and Jamie's going to be jumping in sort of here and there on the normal programming of podcasts. Before we end, way too early could be a potentially cold take come October. Who will win the World Series? Do we have to ask Jamie? Not okay, I feel like we kind of... I feel <laughs> he like, can't choose the Cubs. Okay, he can't choose the Cubs. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll accept, we'll always put on Jamie's, if we ever put it there. It'll be like, Asterisk. Yeah. <laughs> or brackets Cubs. <laughs> or something like that. I mean, I mean in all seriousness, like, I don't... Will the Cubs win? Don't know. I think they'll make the playoffs though. Um, okay. But if I was going to pick a team to win... Probably. I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to go dull and just say the Yankees, just because I think with the power that they've added this off-season... They're a team that, well, and whilst I agree with you, they haven't won in a while. They've always been there. But they've always been there, and that playoff experience is essentially what they're going to need from the get-go. And I think the Dodgers someone... hate them, but they've been mugged off the last few years. And to be fair, they've just brought Mookie Betts in, and they're, they're increasing their already pretty potent offense. And in a in a hot season where they they are fast starters notoriously in the past few seasons anyway, they uh, they could be up there. I think the Do- the Dodgers could be up there. Ollie, uh, I agree with you with the Yankees about Cole bringing Cole in. I think having a starting pitcher of that quality is the same. Mm. And had Jamie not said the Dodgers, I probably would have said the Dodgers. So uh, I'm gonna go with the Braves. Someone that we've not really yeah. mentioned, but out on that East Coast always there you know it's very rare that they don't win their division and I think that they'll be there and they've been there and it's just easy for them to just kind of get to the playoffs and then they can start playing I think that very few of those teams can just easily get to the playoffs and then turn it on and I think there'll be a team like that the Athletics as well I think they've got a good pitching rotation that I think the Athletics they've been there or thereabouts big time they, they they could surprise a few people so basically how we're ending this is that Pretty anyone. much anybody other than the Marlins will win the World Series. <laughs> I don't know that and the Orioles. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, you'll just have to tune into Gerald Sports Pod to find out how the season goes. That was the last in our quarantine catch up series on the MLB and the last in our quarantine catch up series overall. Special thanks to Jamie Copus, our special guest host for the MLB, for providing us with a bit of insight and some very partial analysis about the Cubs. Jamie will be jumping back in when the season gets started again, but until then, we'll come back to him whenever there's any big news coming out of the training camps. Our normal podcasting program resumes 
on Friday with a look back on the sports news from this week and I look forward to a packed weekend of sport ahead. But until then, make sure that you subscribe, follow us on social media and let us know if there's anything you want to hear.